Hang on, can I just get a snack? I'm in the kitchen today, so it's literally over there. Can we get a medic? Search and rescue party. I think somebody is buried <coughs> under a large amount of minstrels and M&Ms. My cupboard is so full of chocolate that I opened it and it just fell. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie and this is Steve. Hello! You did that slightly differently at the end, deliberately. You said that No, I sometimes do the one at the end slightly differently. At the end, because I had just told Frankie that I went to an event and people were saying how she says it the same every week and how they enjoy the fact that you do it and you just change. I knew I should... Just fucking with you guys. Sorry. <sighs> anyway. Yes, hello. I'm Steve. Each week we take a question, a conundrum from the Doing It For The Kids community and do our best to answer it. Clearly, our best isn't good enough because you guys then chip in with your own experiences, your own answers and then we read them out the following week which means actually because we just had a two-week break we have to rewind a couple of weeks to the question i've no idea what it was what the hell were we talking about <laughs> two same. weeks ago like no i i don't um oh it was nikki rabies question oh alexi was that the alexa episode yeah 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 <laughs> i don't have an opinion on that oh shut up <laughs> Yes, right. Sorry, where were we? So, but I still can't I love, remember. I love her back chat. I don't have an opinion on that. Anyway, what was Nikki? Oh, so Nikki was. It was about real life getting in the way of growth. Oh, yeah. How do you continue to grow your business when real shit happens? Like having a baby, looking after an elderly relative and stuff like that. Thank you so much for all of your comments. Jane got in touch. Jane Barton said, great episode. I'm a big fan of making your own definition of success and then letting that definition evolve as the seasons change. Yes, we talked about seasons, didn't we? We That's did. Right. Alice Hollis, hello, she says. I met Alice Hollis. <laughs> you did. You did in actual real life. I was at an event and Alice Hollis was there and I was starstruck. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, it's Alice Hollis off the comments bit of the podcast. <laughs> she had a fabulous shoes. Alice, hello, she says. The thing that immediately springs to mind is the work-life blend that Annie Brown talked about at Freelance Heroes Day. You only have a finite amount of time, but several things to do, so you need to prioritise. If you get a plot twist, like a new baby, sick relative, or relationship issues, obviously that becomes the priority, so business growth can wait. But central to all of that is you, and making sure you're physically, mentally, emotionally well. Yes. Yeah, well, there we go. Totally for I should have listened back to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot what it was. We obviously spoke about all of that and uh, how wise we were. Marvellous. I tell you, we've got more, but we should crack on because we have had two weeks off. How are you? Well done on another brilliant Doing It For The Kids meetup, by the way. That was awesome. Oh, thanks, Steve. Still in recovery. I'm all right. It's been a whirlwind. There was the meetup, then there was wine in the middle of the day, which was a great idea for the record. And then the next day was immediately chicken pox. So my son woke up the next morning covered in spots. Oh, jeez. I was like... Oh my God. Yeah, so we had that and it was his birthday. It was like two days before his birthday. So we had to cancel his like party thing, which is really sad. You could have still had it and said, hey, there's an extra treat in the doggy bags. Well, <laughs> we did like message everyone, you know, saying this is the situation, kind of hoping they'd be cool with it, but they weren't. So yeah, um, yeah, that didn't happen, but it's fine. He had a great birthday. He had Thomas the Tank Engine cake. 
He's living the dream. Yeah, and then me and Rob got like some weird flu cold thing off the back of that. And we were like, oh shit, <laughs> is this chicken pox? Like we both had it, but like the first thing is like flu-like symptoms. So we were both freaking out. And then we were like, oh, maybe it's shingles. Like, you know, oh going God. into proper scary mode. Anyway, it was just a stinking fluy, coldy thing, which I'm still on the end Being of. Being covered in brightly coloured dots is kind of on brand for you. <laughs> And how are you? What's going on? We had half term. We went up to Yorkshire. We always go to the same spot in Yorkshire. We even went there when I was a kid. I went up there when I was a student. And me and my wife went up there when, you know, before we were husband and wife. And um, now we have kids and we still go up there. It's nice being able to plant those sort of memories with the kids and the connections and stuff. I was trying to do that before we went, though. And I was like, oh, it's like saying to both kids, should we go on that walk? You know, like the big walk that we did last year with the giant stepping stones. And our daughter looked at me blankly and I went, you know, for giant stepping stones. My daughter's standing there and Jen, she went, oh, you mean the dead rabbit walk? <laughs> I was like, what? She Ooh. went, the field, it was full of dead rabbits. Don't you remember? And I was like, but what about the stepping stones? She went, yeah, 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 yeah. But after the stepping stones, there was the field and it was full of dead rabbits. And it was so many dead rabbits that I ended up making a song about dead rabbits. I went, did you? She went, yes. <laughs> there were nine living rabbits living in a field. And if one rabbit got accidentally killed, there'd be nine dead <laughs> rabbits. And she started singing. I was like, oh, my God, you tried to implant the romantic stepping stone memory in a child's head. But all they can actually remember years later when they're in therapy. It's the decomposing rabbit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> This week's question comes from Rachel Brownlow-Brown, who I met, well, we both met, at the Doing It For Kids meetup a couple of weeks ago. Yes! There you go. She was lovely. She came all the way from Somerset. She won the prize for furthest distance, I think. Like, that is hardcore. Thank you, Rachel. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> so, Rachel is an illustrator and designer. And she says, people I know think I'm doing really well with my business because they see me building the business online. But actually, I'm not bringing in that much money yet. I'm currently living off redundancy money from my old job. I feel like they're really supportive with liking and sharing my stuff. But so many people I know have said they love it and want to buy something, but never actually do. Apart from my mum, who probably has made up the majority of my sales. So I suppose my question is around how do I translate those positive comments into actual sales? It feels more icky to sell to them when I know them but they are the ones telling me they like it. Crikey. I mean, good on you for a start, um, because I think this is a nice reminder of no matter who you're looking at online, you never quite know um, what's really going on. So that's nice. So let's strip it apart. I suppose my question is around how I translate those positive comments into sales. It feels more icky to sell to them when I know them, but they are the ones telling me they like it. I think there's a, um, there's a couple of things in there alone. You can't unfortunately, just build a business around your friends. Unless maybe you were a hairdresser or a masseuse or like, as in something where somebody comes back every couple of months for a facial or a manicure or whatever. And that's just the reality of it, isn't it? There's one thing I've learned about working for myself is that you cannot ever depend on friends and family. Never work with them, full stop. And never depend on them to, yeah, invest in your business or actually spend money. They might. Like your mum, yes. I would like to think your mum would always deliver. (laughs) 
But beyond that, it's like, just don't assume that that's going to happen. So my advice, possibly, I don't know how to really work, but is to harness that positivity that you're getting and all those like amazing comments from people. Yes, they're not turning into sales, but like, how can you use that um, energy from those people around your business in a different way? So like, could you build those people and make them into ambassadors for you in some way? Maybe you give them a freebie or give them an incentive to go out and talk to other people that they know to grow your network in an organic way, but like give them the tools to do that. Obviously, one of the things here is that her friends believe the business is doing better than it is because it looks Mm. like it's doing really well because it is, but it's not converting to sales. So unless maybe you do some sort of honest, it doesn't have to be like a public post, could be within your own personal Facebook. Um, of to say, look, it's been going really well, but I need to blah, 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 blah. If And you know, you don't even have to say, I don't know, maybe you don't even have to be explicit about, you know, discount codes or whatever. It could just be like, it's going really well, but it's not going as well as I need it to. Does anybody know anybody like blah, 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 blah? Because people like to help. People want to help you. Yeah. So like if you need help to grow your audience and your friends and family are being really supportive, then yeah, doing a post on your personal Facebook, for example, and saying, thank you so much for your support with my business. I'm really trying to grow it and get the word out to more people. Um, maybe you could do, you need a clear call to action. Maybe you could do X, Y, and Z to help me with that. You know, I follow people online and I really like maybe their cards or something like that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I end up buying it until maybe something comes along where I think, ah, I know, I need a card for this thing. I'll go and buy that card. The, the, unfortunately, this unless you're one of those people who hoards cards and puts them in a drawer and you're incredible, because <laughs> there are those people, aren't they? Like really organised. I know those parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless your friends are one of those people, you're waiting for them to have that moment. It's frustrating when it doesn't translate into actual sales quickly, but actually just showing up, being persistent, showing your work off in different ways, talking about your story, who you are, how your process works, all that stuff will pay off in time, Like, but you won't see it necessarily. So when you're working on your own, particularly, it's like really easy to just feel really negative about it because you feel like you're plugging away and plugging away and nobody's buying it. But you're right in that they won't necessarily buy it now. <laughs> um, like I've got loads of stuff saved on my Instagram page. Like I've saved posts that, that have products in that I haven't bought, but I know I will, if you see what I mean. Mm. But I haven't purchased them yet. I'm waiting for somebody like, yeah, a present for somebody or when I've got a bit more money or Christmas or whatever it is. Like those are things that I'm like, yes, I love that. But yeah, I haven't committed to the sale yet. You need to believe that it will come, don't you? So like mm. that patience and persistence. Um, and so really the only way to get around that is to try and reach as many people as possible. There's no point us going into all of the stuff that can make your Instagram grow. That's a whole other episode, isn't it? Yeah. And there, there are insta- there's so many resources online for people who will help you grow your Instagram. Like there's loads of people doing it. And another thing is Pinterest if you're not already. So that it's not just your friends, but you're growing this other audience. And that takes a lot of hard work and time. Keep doing what you're doing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Have faith. Keep the faith. Looking at what Rachel's doing, she's she's doing so so many of the things that you would hear somebody tell her she should do, right? She's showing her products on Instagram, but she's also showing her face and herself and a bit of her personality. I mean, one thing you can maybe try doing a bit more, or at least I haven't seen it, so forgive me if you're already doing it, is what we talked about a few weeks ago with Ben, is that showing the process. Like Hannah from Ink and Tot does this really yeah, well. Yeah, she's great at that. 
she shows the process of what she is creating on her Instagram stories and then on her feed. And as a viewer, you become invested in it. And then eventually, when it might be available to buy, you're you're like more likely to go, oh, I'll buy it now because it's there. And and actually, speaking of Hannah, another thing she does great, she gets people to sign up for her mailing list. And then every now and again, like she sends like a printable download. Mm, a freebie. Yeah, that you can make with your kids. So it's based on her artwork and stuff, but you make it with your children and they can draw it and stuff. And so that always seems like a really nice idea as well. It gives people a reason to sign up to your newsletter. And it gives people a reason to share your brand on the internet as well. Look what we made with our kids. Yeah. And so I was thinking that and I was going to suggest that. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to sign up for Rachel's newsletter. But funnily enough, I I was prompted to do that because I was looking at Rachel's Instagram and she was saying, oh, my newsletter is going to go out soon. And I went, oh, okay." So it goes to show that it works, Rachel. So I signed up and I got uh, a couple of hours later, got one like an automatic, you know, email. Thanks for signing up. And guess what was on it? A freebie. A freebie download. Yes. (laughs) She doesn't need our help, Steve. No, she's already doing the things. Diversifying your income is important. I mean, it's important for all freelancers in a way. If you only have one revenue stream, then it makes it tricky if that particular thing dries up. So when I spoke to Rachel at the meetup, she was talking about starting graphic design work and she was quite hesitant about it and quite scared about it. Um, and if you go to Rachel's website, she she talks about her graphic design, but it's like right at the bottom of her About Me page. And she literally says, I'm a fledgling graphic designer maybe contact me kind of thing you know it's really um hesitant like i get that sales is scary and like selling stuff is anxiety provoking it just is i feel like there's some some pep talks that she needs to have with herself or a coach or friends or whatever to be like yeah i just need to be more braver and bolder but again like that just comes with time like being more upfront about here's my product would you like to buy it yeah 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 but like as you say as you said already she's doing all the right things it's just maybe doing it with a bit more like What's the word? Gumption? Bit more da-da! Yeah, here it is. No apologies. No, like, hesitation. This is what I do. I do it really well. Are you interested in working with me or buying my products? Yeah. You know, if that's something that you actually want to do, then, yeah, put put it just a bit bolder on your website so that it's clear that that's something that you offer. And also tell people that that's what you do. Tell your friends and your family and your connections that you've made through your other jobs and stuff. And and like, and also talk about it on your Instagram stories so that it's not just your products, but also you're, you're doing this. Um because at the moment it's just a tiny bit on your website and also I personally I would say maybe get rid of the word fledgling graphic designer and just say you're a graphic designer yeah man own it just go with it because you are (laughs) yeah exactly you're you're a really good talented graphic designer and artist you went to art school man you're more qualified than I am (laughs) like call yourself a graphic designer if that's what you're doing if that's the service you're offering you know as far as your portfolio goes you have a portfolio because your portfolio is your shop. It is your Instagram. Like you clearly can design. Um, It's the products that you already have. And also if you talk about your graphic design on your Instagram alongside your shop products, et cetera, like both will feed one another. So like people find your prints and then go, oh, she does custom design work. Amazing. I'm going to hire her for that. Or um, they'll come to you to do a design for something and then buy those your prints because they love your work. Like one will always feed the other i was also gonna say like i've touched on this already blah 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 what's she talking about (laughs) is it worth 
getting an accountability partner or a mastermind group or a co-mentor or someone in your life that you check in with on like a regular basis to just be like, these are things I'm afraid about at the moment. I'm feeling cautious about this. I'm a bit scared about that. Um, I know it's going to be fine, but can you just tell me it's going to be fine? Like somebody to just like, A, maybe push you to be to be more confident and have more gumption and be more like, here's what I do, guys. Book me. But also to like keep you accountable to actually do the things that you you know you should be doing. It will come in time. That confidence will come in time. It will. But if you have somebody else to like push you on, maybe it'll come a bit quicker than it might have done if you go on that journey on your own. I've, I've mentioned this in my vlog <laughs> where I have a huge respect for anybody who runs any kind of store because it's actually really hard. Like, I didn't realise. Like I, I made these being freelance mugs, which, you know, at some point are going to make an awesome draft insulator when the winter comes. <laughs> I have a lot of cardboard. But that's about it because it's so much effort, like promoting it and then figuring out mm. the, the, the the website bit and the postage and the packaging and the, oh, good grief. I, I don't think we can overstate how much you are doing the right thing, though. You are selling your own products, marketing yourself brilliantly. You're also getting your products wholesale into shops, which is no mean thing. Feet. And you know what? That should be a major tick in your confidence because shops would not stock your cards and your prints or whatever if they didn't see the talent and the potential in it either. They know what sells. They know what looks good. And so that should be a good thing for you. I would definitely continue to push forward your prints and your cards because they're great and clearly they're getting somewhere and they will definitely They are really time. nice, guys. Yeah. Please go and buy one. <laughs> yeah, for that matter, they're a Father's Day stuff. And this, this is going yes. out before Father's Day, right? Yes, boom. All right. <laughs> also, this question is about the constant conundrum as a self-employed person, looking busy in order to be busy, looking desirable, looking like you've got work when, frankly, you don't, yeah. um, in the hope that somebody will book you. And it's such a like fine balance between being honest and upfront and being inauthentic or being afraid of being inauthentic versus looking a bit desperate. Totally. Like you you want to look successful. People want to work with successful people. Right, and also exactly. it would be depressing not to put your best self forward in a way, mm. right? Because good energy and good stuff comes from putting that forward. Okay, so if you need a Father's Day card, you know where to go. Yes, do it. If you've actually, unlike us, got something useful to say to Rachel, then let us know what it is on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook within the Doing It For The Kids community. On the other ones, it is hashtag DIFTK podcast. Uh, but, you know, basically, if you're following Frankie there, when she posts about it, just hit reply. We will read them out on next week's podcast. Also, of course, next week we will need another question. So if you've got a question, you can leave that at the website doingitforthekids.net yes and we've been away for two weeks but you've been plugging away in your podcast Steve never stops yes absolutely that continues a pace and we're going to be doing the podcast live in a couple of weeks time Thursday the 20th of June in London so if you fancy coming and seeing Being Freelance being recorded live it would be awesome to have you in the audience you can find details in the events section of beingfreelance.com I think we've answered her question have we? I have no idea. I feel like that was a complete shambles. <laughs> oh, 
but you know we're just a bit out of the rhythm it's like two weeks off it's a bit like with the gym i've had like two weeks off of going to the gym and doing that personal training like ever since january i've been like in the rhythm and then like half term comes along it trips me up and i'm sitting here at like 11 a.m eating a pork pie and m&ms not even a lie (laughs) actually what i'm eating (laughs) 